Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. This is, a, this is a season of rest in our country. It's that time where things sort of shut down and slow down and we rest. We regather and we recharge the batteries as we head into another year. Um, so rest and rest well. And may God's blessing be upon you because you're good people. And um, I love you all so much, man. I really do. Um, if I didn't hug you this morning, sorry. Um, I try my best, but sometimes I just can't get to everyone, eh? You hide in the middle rows so I can't get you. That's what you do. Um, Christmas carol. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Peace. We sing about peace at Christmas. You know, over the years we've commercialized and we've sentimentalized this idea of Christmas. In this kind of season of life in which we live at this moment in history, etched into our minds are images of Christmas, which are formed and forced upon us by the media, by film, by window displays, all sorts of things. We have images of Christmas. We have an image of, of, of baby Jesus, a cute little six to seven pound baby lying in a manger, the stars are all shining. It's calm and beautiful. There's a bright star in the sky just shining down some light on his face. And there's some magi there, and they're dressed beautifully and giving presents to him. And all the animals there are lying down looking into his face in wonder. It's a beautiful scene. But it's far from the truth. <laughs> Mary and Joseph... Um, because of a census being called in the land, uh, have had to travel many miles. Mary on the back of a donkey at the point of giving birth. And all your women are going, what the heck? <laughs> they arrive in Bethlehem. It's chaotic. There's people everywhere. Everything is full. There is nowhere to stay. Apart from a stable where the animals go to stay. It's not, it's not your normal nativity scene manger or stable. It's not clean with little stacks of hay and stuff. No, this will be a shocking place. Smelly and horrible. Jesus has not a manger, but a feed trough fashioned as a manger. So Jesus is born homeless. And at the point of his birth, Herod decides to have a decree that says we're going to kill all children under a certain age, because he doesn't want the king of the Jews, the Messiah, to be born and to be alive. And so Mary and Joseph have to flee Bethlehem. And so they, they become, um, people have to just run for their lives. They're refugees. This is not the scene we have, is it, of Christmas? I'm sorry if I'm ruining Christmas for you. But the reality of the scene is something quite different to that 
which has been etched into our minds. And yet in Luke 2, 14, we hear the angels singing, peace on earth and goodwill toward people. The words of the angels proclaimed to the shepherds on that first Christmas night somehow miss the reality and the perspective of the world in which we live today. Clearly, we don't have peace on earth. Israel, Hamas, Russia, Ukraine. I wonder what Christmas will be like for those families this year. Around the world, people are being persecuted, and there are wars that we don't even hear about that aren't even being reported on. And, and so families are displaced. I wonder what Christmas will be like for them this year. We've got eight days of Christmas starting tomorrow, 700 families over the next eight days. I wonder what Christmas will be like for them and what it's like for them when you can't hardly afford to put a roof over your head or can't afford to put a roof over your head or put food on the table. What is Christmas like for them? Peace on earth, we say. Hmm. And yet that's what Jesus came to bring. Peace on earth. Well, we may not find peace politically. We may not find peace globally. But I'll promise you this. You can find peace personally. Absolutely. You can find peace personally. And God's purpose is to give you peace. By making Jesus the most important person in your life. Five times in the New Testament. Five times. God is called the God of peace. We find it in Romans 15.33 and Romans 16.20. Philippians 4.9. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 and Hebrews 13.20. The God of peace we read about. And Jesus said, peace I leave with you, peace I give you, in John 14, 27. And Paul said, Jesus himself is our peace. And yet some people say, I want peace, but I don't want God. I want peace, but I don't want the sovereign Jesus. Then let me tell you this, you won't have peace. You won't have peace. You can only have peace when you have complete submission to Jesus, he must be the most important person in your life. And the angels cry out in Luke 2.14, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. You see, the angels have it right. The angels keep it together. If you want peace to rule in your life, God must rule in your life. He alone is our peace. Amen? We're going to, um, if you've got a Bible, we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. We're going to sit in this just for a moment today. It reads like this. Isaiah 9, verse 6 says, For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God had a plan, always had a plan. 
to send his son who will be a ruler like no other ruler we have ever known. He is both human, a child to be born, and divine, a son will be given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. He is king. The world's government sit upon his shoulders. He is king. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Those four titles underscore the very character of Jesus and the king that he is. So let's take some time just to quickly look at each one. Wonderful Counselor. The word wonderful in this context means marvelous, extraordinary, beyond the normal capacity to perform. In other words, his counsel transcends all human wisdom. He gives wonderful counsel in his word, in his presence, in his spirit, and through the church, through brothers and sisters in Christ. He gives wonderful counsel and his counsels us to life and to life evermore. Romans eleven thirty four. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Jesus is the supernatural counselor. He's in a class all by himself. In any situation, in every challenge, he knows exactly what needs to be done. His plan is always wonderfully right. If you're looking for guidance in your life, let me introduce you to a wonderful counselor. His name is Jesus. <laughs> I wonder where you are receiving counsel these days. Sometimes life becomes difficult. Maybe it doesn't go so well. We make wrong decisions. Sometimes we take our counsel from other places. But Jesus is the wonderful counselor. You take your counsel from him, first and foremost. He's not just a wonderful counselor, but he's a mighty God. Literally, this, this title here means the heroic, the strong one. It could be translated as God, the mighty warrior. You see, God, God is violent towards his enemies. His enemies are not flesh and blood, but the principalities and powers in this present darkness in which we live. There are dark spiritual forces at work in the world today. God not only hates them, but he seeks to destroy them and he wants to give you victory over them. It's through the birth of Jesus that God has the ultimate victory over the enemy. You know, when we think of Christmas, we have that lovely nativity scene, and it's, we sing, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Well, you know what? In the spiritual realm, there's a cosmic war going on. The enemy doesn't want Jesus born, and there is a battle and a war going on. So much so. Does Jesus have the victory over his enemies? So much so that his enemies serve his purpose. 
and bringing people to salvation. God has victory. Deuteronomy 10.17 For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great God, the mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. Psalm 24.8 Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Exodus 15.3 The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. 1 Corinthians 15, 24, 25. Then the end will come. And when he hands over the kingdom of God the Father, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power, for he must reign until he puts all his enemies under his feet. Jesus has victory over principalities and powers and death. God's Son, the second person of the Trinity, is the possessor of all the power of God. And Jesus will carry out to completion his plan. He's a mighty God. He's a wonderful counselor. He will complete his plans. And that is why he's able to say in Isaiah 46.10, My plan will take place and I will do all my will. In fact, Jesus the King is so powerful that at the cross, the enemy threw every kind of evil he could at Jesus. And he just absorbed it. And he still defeated his enemy. The powers of darkness shake at the presence of the kingdom of God. And they shake at the thought that the completion of this kingdom is drawing closer. You know, in this frustrating world, we're prone to grow weak and tired. We need a king who will stay awake all night while we recuperate and sleep. A champion who's strong enough to keep his word. And a savior who's mighty enough to break the power of sin in our lives. How do you find peace in this world? Remember, you're not alone. You've got a wonderful counselor and a mighty God. You also have an everlasting father. Some translate this title as father forever. This child, Jesus, will be a father to me in the best of ways. And he is. He's loving. He's self-sacrificing. He always looks out for my best. Psalm 103.13 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Fatherly compassion from this king will never come to an end. He doesn't walk away. He doesn't walk away. There was a moment in my life, and we were talking about this as a staff team, and there are moments where anxiety levels are a little bit higher than others. There was a moment in my life where I had organized a conference in Fiji to train young people to be youth leaders and youth pastors. And we'd booked out this church in Latoka. It was a 6,000-seater church. Um, And we booked it out, and um, I'd flown in some key people from around the world who were going to speak. And I was the opening speaker at my conference And it was about an hour before I was due to go on. And in the foyer was kind of like a welcome desk sat inside kind of a bit of a room. 
And the hour before I was supposed to get up and speak, I was cowering behind the desk with the, I don't know, I've never felt it before, but I had anxiety levels like I've never known. And I was sitting there crying and shivering and going, I can't do this. I can't do it. I even rang Sarah at that time and said, babe, I can't move. I can't do this. And she prayed. But you know what? My God didn't walk away. He stayed with me. And he gave me the strength to get out from behind that desk, to get up and to deliver the message, which actually went really well. But he doesn't walk away. He's my father forever. No matter what situation you find yourself in, he's your father forever. The New Testament puts two words together, Abba, Father. And the word Abba denotes this kind of like intimate relationship with God. You see, this is a father who welcomes you. And you can cry on his shoulder. He's an eternal defender of your soul. This is where your peace comes from. You've got a place to go. Abba, Father. So with the coming of Jesus, we have this eternal Father. And that's what it means to have a Father forever. A wonderful counselor. A mighty God. A forever Father. And lastly, he's the Prince of Peace. He will overmarch his enemies. He will conquer the hearts of his people. He started something as a child that will never stop growing. And he will do all of this without brute force, but by disarming his enemies and bringing peace. The wondrous plans of my counsellor, who has it all it takes to accomplish what he desires and what he designs, will always do what is right for you. He woos you and he wins you with kindness and faithfulness and goodness. Isaiah saw him coming, the one who would be God's answers for sinners like you and me. He saw Jesus, the wonderful counselor. He came with wisdom and purpose and the perfect plan. Follow him. Know him. As the mighty God, he will accomplish everything. The devil threw everything he had at Jesus, but couldn't thwart God's plans through Christ. You can hide behind Jesus. As the everlasting Father, he loves us endlessly. Enjoy being in his presence. And as the Prince of Peace, he reconciles us while we are still his enemies. Trust him. Welcome his rule into your life at this time of year. Stefano, I give you the world's final and greatest king. The king to end all kings, whose wisdom and peace will never stop expanding. I give you the rescuer that we all need. I give you the leader that we all long for. I give you the answer to the heart's great questions. I give you Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus.
The season of rest is also a season of celebration for us who love you. We celebrate your coming, wonderful counselor, mighty God, Father forever, and the Prince of Peace. We welcome you every time we gather, but Lord, we remember you at this time especially. That as you were born in the cosmic spiritual realms, battled in war, you conquered, you overcame, and you gave victory to us through Christ. And so we surrender afresh to you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So just to echo the words that Barry said, if you're here today and you don't know Christ, you need to know this mighty, mighty God, this wonderful counselor, this forever father who will never walk away from you. You need to know the Prince of Peace. You can come and have a conversation at the end of this. You certainly can. So let's just sing that beginning that I started with again, eh? Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sin is reconciled. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.